This is Winging It, the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music where one knows what's coming and the other doesn't. Well, you may have more of an idea than normal. But this particular show happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 to 180 minutes with us every week. So, this time we had to do some pre-work. I'll call it pre-work. And shocking. Yes. It is. Shocking. Shocking. I know. It's, it's and not the same normal. night as I, I true to kid a bone and I did a winging it, I get duped into doing a show that actually requires a modicum of work. Well, here's the good news. I pressed play. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Right? So you might be thinking, well, after I made you listen to six different songs, or yeah. at least part of songs, like, what the fuck are we talking about? Are you curious? You wondering? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, there's the only thing, the only common thread is that, the, well, a lot of them sounded like television sketches, but uh, they also appear to be of a uh, kind of a offbeat, quirky and satirical uh, vein, which, of course, is something that I do considerably. You know? mm, true. Yeah. That's true. So we're talking about what is considered, anyway by americansongwriter.com to be the six best songs written by comedians. Ah. So, we took some time and listened to their top six. Of course, some you knew, some you didn't. I knew two, mm-hmm. for sure. I knew of the other ones, but I don't think I'd ever heard them. So, we're going to go through these, and I want you to put these in order, um, one to six, of what you think, and I will tell you the order in which these appear so the first one we listened to well now let's go to it let's go a different order how about this i'm just going to start with mm, a song about hand jobs by garfunkel and oats garfunkel and oats oh how clever <laughs> yes and i gotta say hated it <laughs> i really hated it i'm sorry this kind of humor just doesn't work for me it was not it was not clever no it was uh it was just it was i mean your brow has to be in the middle of your nose <laughs> it was just crap to me yeah. so here's what they say sometimes comedy touches on risque subjects a song about hand jobs is an example of that for all those out there who don't know what they're doing in bed at times this tune is for you that's what they say so I will tell you that that song is number five too, on this list. Just, just too classy for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> too highbrow. <I laughs> too highbrow. So can I, can it, I put mine at six? Please you know? put it where you want to put yeah, it, and yeah. we'll see how it compares. Yeah. So, just goes down at six. Hated yeah. it. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. And then we had Idiot Boyfriend by Jimmy Fallon. So Jimmy Fallon is where he was singing about his girlfriend. He came in and... You know, they were meeting, and then he started to sing a song in a very, very frustratingly annoying uh, falsetto. And uh, that's number three. So today, most people know Fallon from his job hosting Late Night Show on NBC. Prior to that, though, he obviously cut his teeth on SNL. And Fallon made use of the guitar to get his punchlines across as well. And this song is one of those very tunes. So this is number three on their list of one to six. 
I'm a little surprised uh, because Jimmy Fallon uh, does fabulous impressions, of course, and his musical comedy routines, like that one, The Doors, uh, Reading Rainbow, absolute <laughs> gold. And I don't know the the exact credits to it, but he must have something to do with the material. Yeah. And he does, he, he executes them brilliantly. He can be very funny. Yes. This, I'm sorry, this is just... To me, this is weak and lazy comedy. I mean, as a comedic songwriter, I would not put this out. And I mean, people would say, well, dude, that's saying a lot coming from you. But I wouldn't, you know. Yep. I didn't. I don't care for uh, this song much. I mean, I think he's, it's beneath him, you know. All right. All right. Well, see, here's the thing. Why we're doing this is because this is your arena, hmm. right? You are a comedy songwriter and obviously suck a MC, you know, all that kind of stuff. But... I just wanted to get your thoughts. They're saying that this these are the top six. Now, I'm thinking of a lot of other ones that mm-hmm. I would put on this list, and some of these wouldn't make it. So uh, where does uh, where does Idiot Boyfriend fall for you? I'm going to, because I don't remember all the others offhand, I just remember the, the hand job was the worst. <laughs> I'm going to put Idiot Boyfriend for now at four until I remember what the other ones are. Okay. So the other one was <laughs> Lunch Lady Land by Adam Sandler. So obviously, we know he made a name for himself also on SNL, but made himself a legend with his first two comedy albums. So one of those comedy albums included Lunch Lady Land. And, um, we know the other one's coming. <laughs> so Lunch Lady Land is number two. Oh, wow. On their list. Number two. I'm going to put it at three, just again, waiting to hear the other ones. But, uh, of course, I just saw a clip of Adam Sandler doing live with an electric guitar and a big audience. Usually that's not how he does it. Uh, Hanukkah, the Hanukkah song, (laughs) which um, is pretty... One of my faves. certainly better than this one. This one isn't uh, terrible, but it's just... Uh, I don't know. It's it doesn't live up to its potential. It's got. It, I don't know. It, what would it, you do different? I don't know. I'd have to listen to it again, and it, it, it would, I would have to flesh it out or something like that. I don't know. Um, it was better than some of the other ones. I thought it was definitely better than um, Idiot Boyfriend. It's just I don't know. It was kind of like it. It sounds like it's and it shouldn't be. It sounds like it's improvised. Like it's made up right on the yeah. spot. Where if you had a, it's like free freestyle and really usually isn't that good, you know. Right. Um, it sounds like that. It's like you know, just take if you take a little bit and write something down, it'll be better, you know. Yeah. Well, he must have written it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't is, sound it, like it. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a whole host of, um, if I recall the skit correctly in my mind, there's a, all of the things he mentions walk in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it does at least have, um, and well, idiot boyfriend too, too had. Um, at least it gave you some new lyrics, you know. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like one sentence over and over again. It actually had some a little bit of thought to it. I just didn't think any of it was particularly rich. Absolutely yeah. agreed with you. I, I agree. So that's interesting. So that's number three. Then we're going to go to "I'm on a Boat" by Lonely Island. So. Oh hell! I, oh good, I get to clear. Good number five is available for <laughs> "On a Boat." Now, who among us hasn't shouted at the top of our lungs, I'm on a boat? Well, we can all thank Lonely Island for that. This ode to standing on a deck or hanging out below it has lasted well beyond its original release date and continues to be the go-to for any of us standing on a boat like Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. So that is, um, obviously, that's uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, what's his name? I know who I think it is. Andy, is it Andy? Yeah. 
Andy Sar. Uh, I want to say it's Sandler, but it's not. No, it's not. It's Andy Samberg. Samberg, yes, Andy Samberg. The isn't he this? Wasn't he also involved with SNL? Uh, yeah, with SNL, but with also with that uh, like a boss, like a boss. I think so. Yes, that's what. If this is exactly that kind of song, you know. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna vote Andy Samberg, Justin Timberlake, T Pain. <laughs> Yes, that's right, that's right. So that is what we have. So those are the three people involved in that. And where did that fall on your list? I think I threw it down to number five because for somebody to ejaculate, if you'll forgive the phrase, I'm on a boat. I mean, it's funny, but it ceases to be funny when you say it more than a few times. It's just, it's a one joke song. It's a one trick pony. Uh, It could have, I don't know. I don't think it can be mined for very much. It sound it looks like some comedy skit. I thought that had to be a skit for sure. Uh, it was. It started off as a skit. The first yeah. like twenty seconds as a skit, yeah. and then it goes into the song. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's part of. It's not like a record that was put out or anything. Because well, maybe it was. You I know? don't know. Maybe it was. But uh, it started out as a television thing, which it it wouldn't even work that way. But it works with better as a better than a song. You know. So Absolutely. yeah, it's kind of again material, just scant material. Yeah, and I I would think I hate Dickens, to sound like a snob, but you know no, I mean I know. Hey, this is this is your arena. I mean, you 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 can be snobby about what you're good at, and I um I don't write comedy stuff. The only thing I've written that's funny, I'm hoping, is the what I wrote for Al- alcoholic, alcoholic booze. booze. That so, was that was cute. That's good. That's gonna I mean, be good. I mean, it. I don't know. Uh, that's to be a little. I mean, you, there's no absurdity. There's no anything. I'll read something preposterous like you know. I'm a global sensation. My fans are going bonkers. I'm like Alexander weeping because there's no one's left to conquer. I'm like a complete fucking unknown. But I mean, at least it's so ludicrous you have to get a chuckle out of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, what are some other examples of, of lines from some of your songs that you wish that they had injected into these songs? Yeah. You know, if I were tasked with writing a song about these topics, you know, uh, that would be interesting. You know, I'm on a boat. Well, I don't know if I would even bother with that one, you know. But the idiot boyfriend, there's a lot of potential there, you know. Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it was one of the better ones. Uh, but this on a boat thing, honestly. I mean, we used to get stoned to watch Saturday Night Live in the 70s. And I don't think that would work with this. I don't think I would laugh no matter what, you know. Probably not. Probably not. But what I'm hoping that you'll do for our audience is give them some more badass examples of your stuff. Oh, well, let me see. If I've, out of context, still see if I can think of something that works for the for the folks, you know. Insane shit like the Godzilla motifed song, Straight Up Tokyo. I mean, you know, for... When you get an, uh, a meaningless phrase like "Straight Up Tokyo," and you go, "Okay, I gotta find, I gotta work that into a song somehow," I know I'm like a hip hop Godzilla is gonna stomp you out like straight up. You were straight up Tokyo. It's like what the hell? <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> pea soup's coming at you like a hip hop Godzilla, an old fire breathing dinosaur to show you what your mind is for. It's no joke, yo. I'm gonna stomp you out like you were straight up Tokyo. Th- th- I never took the idiocy of uh, rhyme stretches half as far as this one. Uh, <laughs> Skyscrapers are crumbling and tumbling as the big beat comes, keeps rumbling. Evacuations underway. People are running and tripping and stumbling. The citizens are panicking. They're desperately trying to see if there's a way to avoid the establishment of the pea soup dynasty. I mean, it's, it's the most moronic <laughs> thing you've ever heard. It's like, <laughs> but uh, it's fucking funny. Your rhymes are weak and schlocky. I don't know why you're so cocky. You'll be standing in a cloud of dust when I drop bombs on you like Nagasaki. There's at least a little bit of a, you know, there's a little bit of a higher plane there, you know. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Something anyway. A little effort, you know. A little effort. Well, okay. So what did you think of business time by Flight of the Concords. 
You know something? When Business Time started out, it's a great... I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was some real soul thing. Performed live that just... Um, uh, they were throwing a little bit of humor into what was going to be a serious song because it was the first one you played me. Yes. So, and I thought, oh, this is this is they're having fun with this, but again, they took a, a moderately amusing idea and they, I mean, it's pretty pretty classless too. But they also ran it into the ground with way too much repetition. It could have, you know, again, a little effort. It could have been funny. It could have been lively. It could have had some, but it's very very short on material. And um, it it definitely has potential. I mean, I laughed a couple times, you know, but then it's like, shit, is that all they're going to do? Is it that same thing? I mean, you could make that up on the spot, and that's the problem. Sounds exactly like it was made up on the fly, you know. And, um, you know, it's not something I would listen to again, but definitely had something going for it. I like the guitar. I like the soul and the self-deprecating humor, you know, of it. That was pretty good, you know. About how he's completely oblivious to what a, what a completely shitty lever he is, you know. And she, I mean, he's like, it's you're wearing a team building shirt from 1999, and that lets me know you want it. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Like, two minutes. I want more. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Absolutely, the obliviousness is brilliant there. I mean, it really is. That's the good comedy part of it. It's just that the lines. Are, I mean, it's a little tacky. It's a little. It's just. I don't know, it's underdeveloped, but there is some there's some cute stuff there. They just run it into the ground, yeah. So the duo from New Zealand has written countless songs that have brought chuckles to the lips of fans. This is perhaps the most important and memorable, a love song about making love, also known as business time. So Flight of the Concords, I will tell you, is one of my favorites. Really? Flight so the, of the Concords is... They're hobbits, I never knew. Hilarious. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we're missing from just listening to the song is the visual, right? So Mm -hmm. we don't have the visuals. We're just hearing the song. With the visuals, all of these are much funnier, but that doesn't make them funny. Well, except for the first one, the one that we have at number six. Yeah. (laughs) The hand Visual, audio, nothing nothing would make that funny. make that funny. But I wonder if that would change the way we feel about it because when you you hear, I'm going to just go into it, the next song, that is, and the final song on our list, which is Amish Paradise by Weird Al. Not only do you hear it, but you see mm-hmm. the video in your mind's eye. So, for anyone who grew up in the 90s, this song constantly seemed to be on the lips of people running down school hallways or on the playground, riffing off Coolio's stellar gangsta's paradise for the, for the movie Dangerous Minds, obviously. Uh, Weird Al's version takes it in a different direction. Uh, yes, the Amish. And obviously, sorry, Coolio, we lost Coolio this year and that sucks and he was real pissed about this for a long time but he and Weird Al buried the hatchet and that's um, weird because Al usually won't use anyone's work unless they approve yeah he he was not okay with it Mm. um I think he thought Weird Al was going to go a different way with it perhaps but anyway they forgave each other so tell me about this song. Now, we know how you feel about Weird Al. We know that. And you lit up when this song came on. So tell us about Amish Paradise. Yeah, and here in the in- intro, uh, Al and his band, he's had, he's had the same band the whole all along, you know, um, do such a, fa- a good job reproducing when they do cover uh, parodies that it's almost hard to tell instrumentally one from the other. I wasn't sure, and I thought, wait a minute, there's no way... Gangsta's Paradise is going to be in with these bunch of songs. It's got to be Al. And then I just started singing along as soon as it came on. You know? But, um, uh, yeah, off of his uh, album, and it's easy to remember what album, because he's got the uh, the facsimile of Coolio's hair on the album. It's called Bad Hair Day. Uh, yeah, Gangsta's Paradise is 
obviously by far the the upper echelon of anything we've heard tonight in my, in my mind it is uh, intelligent and thoughtful and has some genuine gags in it i prefer al's stuff when he does a style parody as opposed to an actual song parody he does those brilliantly he'll he'll take he'll make a song that sounds like a certain group but not like any of their songs and um i uh, this is a good one though is, is obviously the cream of the crop here and uh good stuff no escaping the video once you see it you can't unsee it you know um, and uh, it's intelligent and funny. Not his absolute best, but it's definitely a decent song. I mean, it's the best one of the bunch. I like it. So I think here's the here's the difference between that and and this is these other people that are in the this top six that they came up with came up with their own music, their own everything. He borrowed and yeah. made clever lyrics. So to is a that, known song is that yeah. easier? I'd say it's probably easier. Oh, of course it's easier. So yeah, I yeah. don't know if it even belongs with this group of songs, but it, that's where it is. No, because it doesn't count as a song written by a comedian. He only wrote the lyrics. Right. I mean, so, they're clever. Yeah. They're super clever, but did he get a leg up because he? it's somebody else's song? It's somebody... I mean, yeah. these other people came up with their own. No, and, and nobody knows, really, uh, from the radio, the st- his, his style parody songs. Like, he did a killer Nine Inch Nails send-up, mm-hmm. B-52s, Talking Heads, uh, so many groups, Mo- uh, Motley Crue, so many groups like that. Um, and Devo, brilliantly sent-up Devo, with all original songs. This one doesn't belong in there because it is, it's just lyrics. Yeah. They're better and funnier than any of the lyrics we've heard tonight, but the song isn't his, so it really doesn't belong here. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think it was kind of easy, and I will tell you the the order. So number six for them comes in is I'm on a Boat. Number five is a song about hand jobs. Number four is Amish Paradise. Wow. Number three is Idiot Boyfriend. Number two is Lunch Lady Land, and number one is Business Time. Really? I can, you know, I mean, again, I can see the appeal of it, but, but after a while it just got cringy. I mean, it was funny for a while, but, um, you know, it's certainly original. It's definitely original yeah. and contains a lot more thought than a lot more thought, th- toy boat. <laughs> a lot more thought than I'm on a toy boat. You know? <laughs> You're on a toy boat. <laughs> toy boat, toy boat, on a boat, on a boat. Um, yeah, but uh, I kind of get where they're coming from. But I'm uh, Al doesn't belong in there. Beyond that, I would probably go with uh, that that other thing. <laughs> what other thing? <laughs> I don't know that other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your number one then? Um, wait a minute. I, why don't I have anything written down for two? That doesn't make sense. You uh, stopped. I mean, I got uh, I got the handjob one. I got the boat way land. down there. Idiot boyfriend. Lunch lady land. And what's the other one again? Um, Too many songs. Um, in short Amish period. Paradise and no. then Business Time. Oh, Business Oh, Business Time. That's right, yeah. Um, in that case, uh, shit. Lunch Lady Land, maybe? Between Lunch Lady Land and Idiot Boyfriend? I don't know. Okay. Well, Business Time, musically, I really dug Business Time, but it yeah. just it got old. I mean, a, a great song, you can repeat the same music over and over. I mean, Arlo Guthrie can do Alice's uh, Restaurant for 15 minutes and nobody cares. It's it's perfectly okay. This got tiresome, uh, mm. and it shouldn't have because it started. It had so much promise. But anyway, uh, don't pay <laughs> attention to me, Blowhunter, who can't think of any of his own funny lyrics at the moment. <laughs> but you can go listen to them yourself on uh, the shitty sound. Actually, that album doesn't sound so bad on Spotify. You can listen to Professor P. Soup and see how dare this guy... 
compare himself to those songs that we just heard? Well, I think that I did the pick comparing, mm-hmm. actually. That's why I brought this up, so that you could kind of give us your expert opinion. But before we go, I would like to bring up some other ones and see what your thoughts are. Ah, so maybe I'll know them. Okay, so as far as other ones that probably should have been on here, I'm just going to mention them. First of all, um, Steve Martin's King Tut. Hello? Steve Martin's King Tut is fucking brilliant. Has anybody ever seen that? I thought it was hilarious at the time. Obviously, it's a little old, but people tend to forget that before all of the starring movie roles, Steve Martin was one of the top stand-up comedians of the 70s. Oh, of course. I mean, in 1978, Martin released the comedy album... A wild and crazy, crazy guy, which <laughs> shot up to number two on the pop charts and went double platinum. He later donned the ancient Egyptian garb to perform the song King Tut on Saturday Night Live, the show that helped make him famous. So how can we forget stuff like that? How is that not in the top six? You know, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, well, it certainly qualifies because, I mean, there are songs out there that are funny songs and everything, but they're really by singers. Right. But, I mean, you can clearly call Steve Martin a comedian first and foremost yep. and say that he had a, that he wrote a song, you know. yeah. And he oh. had the whole look, the whole everything. Yeah. And also another one that came to mind was Julie Brown, right? Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun, right? <laughs> Everybody, Everybody run. run. <laughs> the Homecoming Queen's, Queen's Got, got a gun. gun. Exactly. And she was obviously a, a comedian and wrote a really funny song that I've always loved and felt like a real song. So I feel like, why wasn't that on the list? Yeah, Julie Brown had a whole album. Um, yep. Well, I don't know if it was called Every Boy's Got One or if that was the name of one of the songs, but uh, Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun. Um, yeah, she um, she's a, a funny lady, and she used to have a show on MTV. That's right. And she co-stars in the movie Earth Girls Are Easy with right. Gina Davis, yes, the goddess, and yep. um, uh, one of many goddess for you. The, one of the one of the super goddesses. Yes. Oh, but uh, oh also, my. Uh, it's funny because now she was called Miss Julie Brown because downtown Julie Brown right. was on at the same That's time, so they had to separate them. But um, in that, that film, with totally apropos of nothing, but in, incredible supporting cast there: Jeff freaking Goldblum, I know, right, and Jim Carrey. And Damon Wayans as extraterrestrials who couldn't speak, who were all covered with different colored hair, and then they got shaved because they ran a beauty salon, and then they were their boyfriends or some bullshit like that. It was uh, really, really goofy. But anyway, yeah, Julie Brown should be on there. That's original, and it's funny. And she's got, uh, oh, Because I'm a Blonde was a oh, good my song. God. Yeah. Because I'm Blonde. Yeah, B-L-O-N, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Because I'm a Blonde. B-L-O, I don't know. <laughs> you know it, it reminds me of my famous ignoramus, you know. Uh, all I want to be is a famous ignoramus. All I want to be is a what? I mean, <laughs> so much like that. I'm sure we would get along great. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the last one, and I'm sure there are many more. And if you have more, go ahead and write into us at bofonair at gmail dot com. But the last one that I wanted to mention is always look on the bright side of your life. Monty Python. Come on. When it comes to comedy, just about everything starts with Monty Python's Flying Circus, which ran on BBC from 1969 to 1974. In 1979, executive producer George Harrison and the boys from Monty Python released, arguably, one of the greatest comedy movies of all time, Life of Brian. Come on. Mm -hmm. We love it. As the movie ends and the most of the characters are being crucified. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They break out into Eric Idle's song, Always Look on the Bright Side of Your Life. Not so much a hit single as a cultural phenomenon, this song is also found in the Broadway play Spamalot. 
Um, it's also played at soccer matches is and it? is very popular at British funerals. Life's a piece of shit <laughs> when you look at it. Life's a laugh and death's a joke. It's true. <laughs> You'll see it's all a show. Keep it laughing as you go. But remember that the last laugh is on you. And always look on the bright side of that. No, not your. There's no your. Oh, I wish I could whistle. There are times when you actually should be able to whistle, and that's one of them. Well, I tried. It's No, but it's always, uh, there's no your life. It's just of, of life. Whatever. Just so they know. I'm fine. So they can also sing. I think we're it. okay. But uh, absolutely classic. Yeah. Come on, you old bugger. Yeah, oh, it's uh, funny because the character tells the centurion that he's been released. He's been free. And the centurion goes, oh, really? Oh, okay. On your way. And he goes, I'm just kidding. It's crucifixion, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking it's brilliant. It's so funny. You know? And for me, that would be the top of my list. Those oh, kinds yeah. of things. That's And so I, oh. don't, I don't know what their criteria was when they were creating this list. But for me, that would be the top of the list and they consistently write stuff that's hilarious they do and i do not know if matt parker and trey stone qualify as comedians but they have written some brilliant songs mm-hmm. i mean the songs from uh you know south park movie i mean uh south park movie and the um team america world police yeah i, I mean, definitely they... think they're comedians i don't i don't know that they rise above monty python to me but yeah i think they're hilarious I, no but i think they would rise above as much as i love steve martin i would think that uh, some of the songs in their you know uh movies would definitely rise above king tut for example but you know, yeah. but if you are of the highbrow variety and you just you know you're talking about lowbrow they're pretty lowbrow yeah, but they're, the, next they're, level they're the right kind of lowbrow. They're the clever lowbrow. Mm, you know? I don't know. I don't know. So I just, it's it's interesting. I agree. I think they're hilarious. I've always thought they were yeah. hilarious. But hand jobs versus, you know, that's the same thing. You know, giving hand jobs for free, you know, it's easy. Okay. I mean, that's they talk about hand jobs in that song. They talk about all kinds well, of shit in those yeah, songs. Yeah, there are some songs that are worse than others and everything, but they, they write some pretty funny musical numbers, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying. It, we're talking about highbrow, lowbrow, so sometimes lowbrow is okay. And I think it makes it funnier, but who knows? America Fuck Yeah is actually not long on lyrical content, but it is pretty damn funny, though. Yeah, yeah. funny. Absolutely. I, I seem agree to that- remember playing that on the very first episode of our show. <laughs> I remember that. Because the, the reason saying America Fuck Yeah, because... We're both Americans here, and that's the first time I've ever done a show with all Americans. You know, not <laughs> that it matters. True. Nothing against our friends across the pond. Not In at fact, all. we wish you were here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But, wish you were um, here. Absolutely. So that's it. That was it. Just a funny little, I don't know, just a trip into your your place where you live, which is the funny song. You know, the comedic songwriting, you know, and I do think that you are a comedian in your own right, and then you write songs. So it seemed kind of like it made sense. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of thought we'd bring my, it to uh, the table. wheelhouse, I've never quite known, understood the origin of that phrase, but my in, wheelhouse. That's yeah. right. It is in your wheelhouse. It's, whatever yes. a wheelhouse might your be. Your bailiwick, whatever. Ba- yeah, bailiwick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, to my bailiwick. See, uh, I can't say bailiwick. You say tomato, tomato every time. I, <laughs> <laughs> every fucking time. Culinary, okay? Culinary. That's all I culinary. Oh, oh, stop <laughs> it. It's an anathema. You know. Culinary? There's culinary. No, there's no Q in it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to cut my cuticles here, you know. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's another show, folks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, slice slice a cucumber. You know? <laughs> 
We are going to listen to how Merriam-Webster and friends say it in a minute, and we'll get back to you on that. They, they have no balls. They'll, t- they'll, they'll have both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won't stand up for the truth. <laughs> they won't stand up for the truth. <laughs> and, and we have balls, so we'll stand up for whatever the fuck we want. So we'll see. You're right. They probably will give both for net. This is how they say it in some area, in some circles. This is how they say it in other circles. And both are fine. Yeah, so... Anyway, well, now that we have... Now that we've decided that we've made a mockery... <laughs> I made a mockery. She says she made a mockery. <laughs> because I just... <laughs> and now that we've gotten the, uh, you know, everything squared away, I think we're cool in here. We got the deer ticks out, you know. <laughs> there was this deer tick right on Christina. Can you believe it? Not a fucking deer tick. It was a roly-poly I mean, motherfucker. She's going to fall asleep. It's like Lyme disease. It's going to be terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> Great. And the fucked up thing is I still feel it. You know what I mean? It's still, it's like, feels like it's crawling on me. It's the worst. It's anyway. All right. Well, now that we've had that discussion about comedians who made air quotes, great songs, you know, whether you agree or not. And I encourage you to go out and listen to other comedians who made great songs because there are many. They were not on this list, but some good ones were on this list. But as we agreed, Weird Al does not count on this particular list, even though he was on it. No, he's a musical comedian. Right. Mm -hmm. But go check it out. Listen to, you know, I'd say go listen to Flight of the Concords. You will not regret it. Go listen to Monty Python. Listen to Weird Al. Go do all that stuff. It'll be fun. But until next time, What do you say? We say, let's fly this coop. This has been Birds of a Feather on What the Flock Radio.